Good morning to everyone. How are you? How are you? Well, today is the day of the Lord, and um, in theory, we have to go to Mass to sanctify today and to spend time uh, meditating on the Word of God and family life. Time for the family so that we rest in order to get back to work. It's a Sunday when we um, usually go to Mass um, in those places that they can. They, they do go to church already, and those who cannot because of uh, COVID uh, restrictions and, and so forth, well, they, the usual Mass via the Internet or the television. It's a time to replenish ourselves with the Lord, to thank Him for the graces of the whole week, the past week, and to ask for the coming week. We read in St. Luke chapter 1 for the Gospel today, seeing that many others have undertaken to draw up accounts of the events that have taken place among us, exactly as these were handed down to us by those who, from the outset, were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, I in turn, after carefully going over the whole story from the beginning, have decided to write an ordered account for you, Theophilus, so that your excellency may learn how well founded the teaching is that you have received. A very interesting uh, first paragraph of the uh, gospel text for today. St. Luke wrote this gospel, but he did not write the gospel out of thin air. The writing of something always happens within a context. We snatch details from the setting, from the people that are, that are around, other circumstances, historical landmarks. And the scriptures is no um, exception. The New Testament did not just appear and automatically gathered together, compiled, and start to exist. This, the New Testament, was gathered and compiled in the context of the Catholic Church. Within the context of the followers of Christ, the first followers of Christ, baptized and, um, and, and therefore able to receive the rest of the sacraments, the six other sacraments. And there was this church with a structure this church continues to serve, uh, to exist today and is supposed to exist until the end of time because our Lord wanted to save all men, not just the people during his time, but also the people up to the end of time. So he had to guarantee this by putting up and establishing a church with a structure, a structure of authority. And it is by this church authority, which is the very authority of God, of Christ, because our Lord had said of his disciples, 
of his apostles, to be even more precise, he who hears you, hears me. And he who hears me, hears him who sent me. Our Lord shared his authority with others. And um, this was not a uh, strange thing for the Jews because uh, the Jews also had a some kind of structure, not as structured as the Catholic Church, but uh, there were the scholars of the law, the scribes and Pharisees, the high priest, and so forth. So they had some interpretative authority of the, the, over their scriptures, which we call the Old Testament. But now we are in the New Testament, and St. Luke was one of those fellows chosen by the Holy Spirit to write down, as he had said, as we had just read, because um, they, he wanted to... Uh, and maybe the best is to read again what we had read earlier, seeing that many others have undertaken to draw up accounts of the events that have taken place among us. So there were events exactly as these were handed down to us by those who from the outset were eyewitnesses. So there were eyewitnesses, which, which was one of the um, conditions to choose an apostle, especially if that apostle who was uh, who had to replace Judas Iscariot, who had fallen away, and thus Matthias was elected. So Saint Luke did not just uh, get from thin air uh, what he had written, not even just the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit made use of events, facts details of the Lord's life and these were carefully uh, written down in an orderly in an ordered account so that your excellency Theophilus which means uh, the one uh, the, the, the one who loves God may learn how well founded the teaching is that you have received Jesus with the power of the Spirit in him returned to Galilee and his reputation spread throughout the countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He came to Nazareth, which, was, which is uh, Nazareth, where he had been brought up and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day as he usually did. He stood up to read and they handed him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found a place where it is written. And remember these lines. The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for he has anointed me. He has sent me to bring the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives and to the blind new sight, to, this, to set the downtrodden free, to proclaim the Lord's year of favor. That was the quote from the Old Testament, from the book of Isaiah. And then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the assistant and sat down. And all eyes in the synagogue were fixed on him, as our eyes are also fixed on him. Right now. Then he began to speak to them. This text is being fulfilled today, even as you listen. And he and that 
text he read, he read on purpose because that text referred to him. He was the much-awaited Messiah who was bringing to reality what was prophesied in the Old Testament about the Messiah. You know, sight to the blind, freedom to the to the those who are captives. And this he was going to unfold little by little during his public life. Remember that some a uh, couple of weeks ago we went through his physical, the miracles that were more physical in nature, cures, the blind um, having sight given back to them, the dead given life again, and so forth. And that, but that was just a preparation for the more important and essential reality our Lord wanted to us, but us to, um, to be aware of, that he was bringing to us, and that is what he was offering to us, the forgiveness of our sins, the, the life of grace in our souls. And he died on the cross to get this back to us. We lost it because of sin of Adam and Eve. So there we have the, the gospel today. So let's look to Jesus for salvation. We practice this in a very special way recently with Christmas season. And we're back to ordinary time. And um, let's go to Mass, wanting to be saved, to receive communion, to receive the Word of God, and, and to listen it, it to the homilies, to learn. Not, not, not just to learn something new. No, the, the principal thing we have to learn is that we have to learn how we are living what we know. And there, we, it could get exciting because sometimes we don't. Or we do live according to the, the gospel in different degrees. And the idea is we have to do it very well to get this life of Christ working, living in us. Well, thank you for listening. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you all and remain forever. Amen. Ciao.